Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello, everyone. This is Kyle Galaz with Pour to Pro Car Sales Training Podcast. Become a sales titan. We are in season six. This is episode eight, talking about the perfect walk around. I want to give a shout out to Jay Sutton out of Indiana. He messaged me and saying, hey, Kyle, can you do a podcast that dives deeper into a perfect walk around? I said, absolutely. This is my podcast. I'm going to give a or put a link to Jay in, in my description here. He's out of Indiana and he is killing it over there in sales. Congrats, Jay. Congrats on your family. Congrats on your career. Congrats on your successes. Keep it up. I love salespeople that are fighting every day for their for their families, for their careers, for their legacy, and Jay's one of these type of guys, and he's about to book a one-on-one. I also want to give a shout-out to Xavier, who just booked a one-on-one. He's out of Texas. Shout-out to Xavier. I'll put a link to his Instagram in the description also, and he's got some tough topics for me that we're going to cover. If you guys want to book a one-on-one, message me. It's only 149 bucks. You get to pick three or four topics that you want to elevate in your sales career, and I send you the link. I put a game plan together and boom, we're connected over Zoom. It's so easy. You just click the link and we're connected. And this will allow you to get to that next level. Remember, invest in yourself because no one's going to do it for you. No one's going to buy you success. No one's going to pay your bills. No one's going to boost your credit score. No one's going to buy you that nice car. No one's going to pay for your bills. It's all on us as salespeople. It's on our shoulders, man. We have a heavy crown here to carry. And if you're not investing in in yourself, then you're going to be stuck in the mud and you're going to watch people's careers pass you by. You're going to watch people's paychecks go way up and you're going to wonder why he got lucky. No, he or she didn't get lucky. He or she is investing in themselves in one-on-one trainings, in in books. Remember, I have my my, uh, daily workbook and my sold as gold book. These are books that are crucial to your daily life at the dealership to hold you accountable to do what you're supposed to do every day and keep track of your sold customers. Such a small investment in the one-on-one training and the books turn you into a sales titan to make thousands of more dollars, not per year, per month. You're stuck at $5,000, $4,000, dollars a month when you have guys sitting next to you that are stuck at 10 12 13 And guess what? It's never enough. The guys that have ten dollars to $12,000 a month, they want twenty. And guess what's going to happen? If they invest in themselves, they're going to get to the $20,000 a month. The highest paid people on the planet are salespeople. Invest in yourself, get out of your comfort zone, and further your career. Message me. Find me on 
Facebook, Kyle Galaz, K-Y-L-E-G-A-L-A-Z, and message me if you want to do a one-on-one -on -one training session. I also just love hearing from you guys and girls. The feedback I get from the podcast helping you guys and girls out in the car business or trying to get in the car business warms my heart. The fact that you're listening to these very words tells me you want to become something better than you currently are. And guess what? So do I. Even Kyle Galaz and Porter Pro is trying to get to the next level. And it's through support with you listeners out there that's helping me do that. So I appreciate everybody. Uh, click the description of this episode and you'll see all of my links. You can check out all the stuff I do and videos and books and all that cool stuff. So I appreciate everybody out there. All right, let's dive deep into the perfect walk around. What is a perfect walk around? A perfect walk around should build so much value that the customer gets so excited they want to buy the vehicle. This is your time to shine. This is your time to separate yourself from the average salespeople out there that these customers have visited recently, years ago, or going to visit. You need to be the last stop. You need to have the walk around to where these customers say to themselves, honey, I don't need to look anymore. This is the truck we're buying. This is the car we're buying. It sounds good to me. The perfect walk around has two major things in mind. First one is building value that surpasses the price of the vehicle. If the price of the vehicle you're selling is $50,000, then you need to do a $60,000 walk around. You need to build so much value that it surpasses the price of the vehicle. And the way you can tell you did that is when the customer asked to drive the vehicle and you didn't have to ask them. If you did a good enough walk around and you hear something like this, can we drive it? What does it take to drive it? You did enough value building to surpass the price. Two things happen when you do a killer walk around. First, you land them on the right vehicle. They, they want to go test drive it. Second, when you do that value building, they don't ask for discounts. And the reason why I know this, because you've already done this. I've done this. You, you do this killer walk around, you go on a test drive and they come back and say, hey, if you get me approved and get me to uh, whatever payment and I got 5,000 down, they don't even care about negotiating because you got them so hyped on buying the car because of the value that you built. And I'm not talking about get me done customers that say that, hey, get me to 500 bucks a month because I have bad credit. No, I'm talking about we've done this with 800 credit scores that have unlimited cash flow. I know I've done it and I know you've done it because you can remember some of your deals that you came back from the test drive and they didn't even negotiate a penny. They just wanted to buy the car because you did such a good job leading up to that. And part of that is having the perfect walk around. The perfect walk around has to have value that surpasses the price. No matter what price you're selling, cars are expensive right now, new cars especially. But whatever you're selling, if it's a $5,000 car, you better do $6,000 worth of value building. If it's a $100,000 car, you better do $120,000 worth of value building. If it's a $250,000 sports car, you better do $300,000 worth of value building. Because if you can do it right and prove that this vehicle is worth more than the asking price, that's when you get full pop. Isn't it funny how you have some people at your dealership and you may be this person that's always full popping deals. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. 
complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I wonder why. Is it coincidence you just happen to be landing on all the ones that have big grosses and you keep full popping them and you got the easiest customers? No, it's the stuff you do leading up to that negotiation slash close the deal. So let's talk about value building. And the second one is you need to gear the walk around towards the demo drive. And the customer needs to end up at the end of this walk around in the driver's seat with the engine on. You have to gear your walk around towards the mindset of the test drive. You're assuming the test drive already. So I'm going to talk about pointers on an actual walk around in this episode, but I'm also going to talk about little things you can say to get them on the test drive. Okay, so the value building, let's get back to that. Value building only works if you customize the walk around to the customer. If you do this beautiful walk around and all the stuff you covered has nothing to do with what the vehicle is going to be actually used for from the customer, then you miss the boat. This is where the needs assessment in my 11 steps of the sale is so important. This is why you have to do this before you do a walk around because you have to find out what is the customer going to use the vehicle for. If it's used to haul kids around, why will we talk about tow ratings? If it's used to just tow stuff, why will we talk about the DVD system for kids? You have to customize it, okay? Find out what they're using the vehicle for before you go into this walk around so while you're in the walk around, you can talk about the things that actually build value. Salespeople trip up on this because they're talking about and they talk they tell their manager, I did a beautiful walk around. Yeah, but it wasn't customized. That's why they left. You didn't talk about what they're going to be using it for. Did you even find out what they're going to be using it for? I have a guy that I know that bought a minivan. A person that buys a minivan, what what are they going to use it for, right? Kids. No, he sells beef jerky. He folds all the seats down. He's got shelves in there. He, he wanted something that looked incognito. So he bought a minivan to haul his beef jerky around. He goes to dealerships and businesses and sells his beef jerky. Now imagine the salesperson doing a walk around for this guy that has no kids talking about, yeah, and your kids can put their feet up and, and check this out. The seat folds down so all the all his buddies can get in here with their baseball gear and their soccer gear. And the guy's probably thinking, no, I, I'm going to be hauling around meat. I'm hauling meat, not human, right? So this is why that... The needs assessment is so important. So when you actually do your walk around, it can be effective. Okay, building value in a vehicle that surpasses the price has to be customized to your customer. Okay, don't miss that point. Your walk around also has to be engaging. The average attention span of an American person right now, this is average, is eight seconds. So if you spend two minutes on a topic and it's not engaging and keeping the customer interactive with it, you're going to lose them. They're going to get the deer in the headlights look. So engaging and interactive means having them turn the headlights on, having them turn the radio on, having them pair their phone up, having them back the vehicle up so they can see the guidelines of the reverse camera and the beeps. You stand outside the vehicle. You know, all these little interactive things, having them pull the lever for the hood latch, having them see how big the center console is. Go ahead and put your purse in there and see if it fits. All these little things are engaging and interactive. This is something that we can miss in a walk around also is making sure that we're keeping their attention. 
Eight-second attention span for the average American is scary. So remember, it needs to be engaging and interactive. It's got to be customized. Okay, here's another one. You have to mimic the type of customer you have. If you have a guy that's talking zero to sixties and torque numbers and and G force and turns, you better be able to keep up with that guy and go punch for punch, okay? Because you have to customize your walk around towards that type of customer. Don't over. Actually, let me rephrase this. Don't forget about simplicity. Simplicity can be your friend in a walk around. You don't have to go into where the leather is produced. You don't have to go into, you know, all all the the minute details that are going to lose a customer's mindset because they're bored now. Remember, keep it simple, keep it customized, keep it interactive and, and engaging. But remember, you still have to mimic your customer. So if your customer goes down the advanced route, then you're going to have to break away from simplicity. If your customer is in simple mode, then you need to match him and get away from the advanced topics, okay? Like wheelbase, like zero to 60, like torque numbers, like uh, redline, things like that. You need to get back down to the simplicity, the, the type of injectors, the, 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 what the material of the engine block's made out of. You have to be careful of what you're doing and what you're saying to these customers and remember to customize it. So you either have to keep it simple or be advanced, but don't forget simple sometimes is wonderful. Okay, now there's a reason why your customer is at your dealership. And when you're doing your needs assessment, make sure you ask your customer, are you shopping our brand versus anybody else? Salespeople don't want to ask that because guess what? You have to know your stuff. We have to make sure that we can do a proper competitive comparison. If the customer came to your dealership and you find out he just left, let's say you work at Ford and he just left the Chevy dealership, you can ask him, what'd you look at over there? Oh, I looked at the Silverado 1500 half ton. Oh, excellent. You're looking at the F-150 here. The reason why he left that dealership is because he didn't meet a salesperson. Now now he's in front of you, and this is your opportunity. So if you can do a proper competitive comparison in your walk-around and, and over, uh, not over, and, and outsell the, the Chevy, show him all the reasons why yours per dollar is a better value, you can capture that guy's business right now because the salesperson at the Chevy dealership didn't give him that. That's why he left. That's why he's in front of you. So remember, when you're doing your needs assessment, find out where they're shopping. Are you comparing our brand to any other brands? Ask those questions and be good at being able to do a competitive comparison. If this truly is going to be your career and this truly is going to be where you're going to flourish in life and make that huge amount of money and have that major success and and move up in the world, then why not learn everything we can? Why waste any time being in a huddle? We should learn the competition also. Go to the competition's website, build their products, and compare it to what you have. Your training certifications usually have a competitive comparison. Take notes and do your best to to overcome their objections of why they feel like the Chevy might be a better deal versus your Ford. Hey, I'm not asking you to buy my Ford until I until I you know build enough value and show you why it's a better buy. Let me tell you about my vehicle. Okay, now let's go into uh, the the demo centric, the test drive centric uh, verbiages, and we're not done here. There's a lot to do in a walk around. So when you're doing a walk around, 
little things like this is what I used to say when I would be talking about the acceleration of of the Alfa Romeo Giulia because every time I showed a Giulia uh, because Alfa was new to the U.S. They were coming out of a Mercedes, a BMW, an Audi, or a Jaguar, because that was the main competition that Audi said I would have on the lot. So I learned the other brands, and they're great brands. Sometimes when I learn about another brand, I want to go buy that other brand, because they're good at promoting and selling. <clears throat> but what I would talk about is stuff like this. The Alfa Romeo is known for that perfect 50-50 weight balance, the weight distribution front to back. So when you're on the test drive, when we take some of these turns, I really want you to feel, really think about it when you take these sharper turns at whatever speed you feel comfortable at. I want you to really think about how it's handling, how it's turning, how it's diving into the corner, how it's pulling out of the corner, and how you feel centered and, and uh, planted. And then I want you to think about the BMW you drove and the Mercedes you used to drive, things like that. So pause. You can see what I was doing there. I was talking about the way the car is going to feel based on the statistics of the car, perfect 50-50 weight balance, right? And I want you to really think about the, the vehicle, really focus on how it feels, how your center of gravity, et cetera, et cetera. And what I'm doing there is already assuming the test drive first and foremost but I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to have them be very interactive and engaged in the test drive. They're not just driving it, yapping and talking about, you know, the politics. They're really thinking about, okay, here's that turn I was telling you about. I'm going to stay quiet. Let's dive into it. Go as quick as you feel comfortable. And I want you to really f tell me the feedback of it. This is what I'm talking about when I'm doing engaging and interactive walkarounds because I'm already setting up the demo drive. Also, things like this. Uh, your let's use uh, your brand. Think about your brand, whatever brand you sell. They spend millions of dollars of research and development to make these cars as perfect as possible. From the pedals, to the steering, to the suspension, to the road noise, to the wind noise, all these things. So when we drive it, Mr. Customer, I want you to really focus on road noise, wind noise, how the steering wheel feels, and I want you to see when you're hitting the gas in the brake, you know, in stops and accelerations, what what my brand was trying to do to show the customer that this was a good vehicle for them to buy for years to come. Okay, pause. So you're acknowledging that the, the brands have spent all this money to make it, uh, you know, a, a very efficient vehicle. But what I'm asking the customer at this point is for their feedback, because guess what? Their feedback matters. And when I, when I say these things, of course they're going to like the way it drives. Of course they're going to say the wind noise is low. Even if they say the wind noise is a little bit loud, okay, yeah, you know, that's something they can work on. That doesn't mean they're not buying it. But what I'm doing is I'm setting up a killer test drive. The test drive, I'm not just winging it on the test drive. Yeah, let's just go around the block and see if you want to buy it. No, I want their feedback. I want them to feel what I was talking about. I want them to be engaged and interactive with me and tell me what do you think about this vehicle because typically after a test drive if i've set it up right in my demo in my walk around and i did those beautiful things in the test drive where i was saying hey remember i was talking about the steering take this turn you're going to have a customer that's an advocate for the brand now you're going to have a customer that's an advocate for you and you're probably going to sell them that vehicle right then and there and get the money for it if you've done it right 
The perfect walk around includes a lot of things. Now let's talk about the actual walk around, not the, the psychological part of the walk around. Let's talk about the actual walk around. When I was in sales, I knew that I had to get this customer into the driver's seat without asking him to get into the driver's seat because I wanted to go on the test drive. So I would start nonchalantly and I would talk about those things they would feel on the test drive. But I would point out the headlights, you know, by Xenon, uh, you know, the cornering lights when you turn the wheel, the fog light comes on because that's kind of like a cornering light, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm trying to build some value as I walk around the vehicle. Oh, can you pop that hood for me? Yep. All right, make sure it started too. I want to show you a couple things. And they would pop the hood. I would lift the hood up. They'd come around and I would show them stuff underneath the hood. A lot of times people don't lift their hoods up, but I want to show you when the when the manufacturer was building this engine, they wanted to have a lot of space for air. If you notice, wherever you can put your hand, that's where air can also go to cool the engine down. The cooler the engine stays, the longer it lasts. That's why you're going to have such a long life with this vehicle and not worry about your car overheating. Look at all this airflow. Check out this grill. Now, when the air flows through this grill, this grill is not just for design, you know, to look pretty. There's a lot of effective things happening here to split that wind. That way the radiator gets in, uh, an equal amount of uh, cool air hitting it, the top and the bottom of the radiator. What, how is a radiator effective if only the top is getting cooled down and the bottom sitting there boiling? Check out the way this grill works. You know, all these little things I'm talking about just in the front end, they did not get at the other dealership. The grill looks great, but it's effective. Let me show you how airflow works. Look at these lights. See how they wrap around the body? They look great. They look fast. They look aggressive, but there's some stuff happening here. Look at the way the light hits. Hit the lights on real quick. I want to show you. Let's actually park the car facing the glass of the dealership. Turn the lights on. We're going to sit in it, and I want you to see how bright they are at this, this eye level. You ever see cars coming at you and you think they have their brights on? No, it's because they have 25 or 30 watt uh, light bulbs and they're blinding the heck out of you and they haven't even hit their brights. Well, guess what? That's you now. You can blind the people. But the reason why they have that is because of how wide how wide that light band is. They don't want your, like the 80s and 90s, your lights to just go straight and see what's in front of you. What about that creature that's running across the freeway that you can't see until they get in front of you? These lights can shine all the way to the right. They shine all the way to the left. So you have a broad vision of the freeway because there's lots of parts in this country that are dark. The freeways don't have lights. I'm in one of them. It's called Idaho. They don't have street lights on the freeways in some areas. It's so dark. All you see is eyeballs and deer, right? So I can even dive into lights. I can dive into the effectiveness of the grill. I can uh, uh, go into even the wheels. Hey, the wheels look great, but there's some there's science happening here. These things are not just for, for looks, they're cooling the brakes. The cooler the brakes are, the longer they last. This vehicle will save you money in just the wheel design, okay? So, and then you continue around that vehicle. Now you're on the passenger side. If they have somebody with them, you tell them, hey, I want you to try something. Have a seat here. I'm going to shut the door. I'm going to shut all the doors, and, I, and we're going to talk outside now. So now you got the spouse or the, the significant other in the passenger seat. And guess what? They're going to stay there because you're going to show them something. We're going to talk outside with the door shut, windows up. And I want you to tell if you, you can even hear us talking. Because this is a, a, an important part of buying our vehicle is getting rid of that outside noise. You want to experience your vehicle. You didn't spend $50,000 to experience the outside. 
No, you want to roll up the windows, you want to listen to music, you want to have the AC on, etc. And I'm going to shut the doors, she can be in there, and what we're going to do while she cools down, because uh, it's hot outside, uh, I want to talk, and let's see if she can hear us, hear us, or let's see if he can hear us, right? We're being interactive. Now she's in the seat trying to listen for you guys. No, man, it's quiet. I barely heard you guys. Yeah, that's because they use acoustic glass. You're not going to hear anything on the outside unless it's a, a siren. You may even miss that. That's how awesome they design these vehicles. Okay, so now you're walking around the vehicle. If they got kids, get in the back seat. Here's what I want you to do, Mom. I want you to adjust your seat exactly how you would have it if you were driving in the passenger seat. Okay, kids, now get in the back. Tell me how your leg room is. Okay, not bad. There's a little bit of rubbing. This one's going to get real tall. Uh, we might have to put them on the roof rack, but that's okay. <clears throat> right? You see, I'm getting the family's all of a sudden inside the car. Part of my walk around without saying get in the car. I'm just telling them this is part of what I do. Come around to the trunk. Who wants to try to get in the trunk? I'll do it. All right, get in there. Shut the trunk. See that little handle that's glowing? Pull it. Now you can get out. So if you're ever in trouble and you need to get out of the trunk, boom, there's your handle. Okay, Dad. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit in the, the driver's seat because when I shut the door, I want to show you something very specific that, that the manufacturer did. This was my trick every single time to get him to sit down. And now the whole family's in the car. I get him to sit down and I would shut the door. I'd roll down the window and I would say, listen, that center console where your arm's at, take your hands off the wheel, that center console, it's perfectly level with the driver's side uh, rest area. So if you're leaning one way and you go to lean the other way, it's not hurting your back over time, you know, and you're driving with one hand and you, you know, you lean and now it's, this one's four inches lower. All manufacturers are, are flat like that. All manufacturers are. But the fact of the matter is the whole family's in the vehicle and the car is on. And if I talked about all those things that they would feel on the test drive, I just used some small examples, the headlights, the grill, the wheels. Of course, you're going to go over a lot more stuff because you got to have it customized. I'm simply using examples. But if you did all the, the, uh, the things right and you're in command because you're the professional, just the, the same tone I'm using right now, if you can do a walk around with that tone and show them, I'm customizing this walk around for you and your lifestyle. I'm going to tell you all the things you're going to feel on the test drive. I'm going to build value that surpasses the price. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to sell a car. You're going to sell a car, but you have to look and sound like a professional and you need to customize it. It needs to be interactive. It needs to be engaging. It needs to be simple or advanced, depending on the customer you have. You need to have that competitive comparison knowledge. You need to build that value and have a demo drive centric walk around while building that value. Now, you don't want to overcomplicate a walk around either. Remember this, it's not, this is not time to show off how much knowledge you have on your product. You're not here to make yourself look good. You're here to sell a vehicle. They don't need to know how much knowledge you have. You're not the Einstein uh, of, of car salesman, car salesperson, car saleswoman, any of you. You have to make sure that you are doing the amount of information that this customer requires, customized. Okay, now here's something I would do with my sale, my customers that you could try. After I built rapport and I did a needs assessment, I would ask them. I, I would literally ask the customer, now that I've gathered some information on what you're using it for and some of the history, can I do a, a walk around for you guys, a product presentation? 
Sure. And then they would let me put my salesman hat on without me having to transition from just building a friend and and building rapport and all that good stuff, needs assessment, to all of a sudden doing this this walk around and like, where, where did this guy come from? I told him, can I do a product presentation for you, a proper one? Sure. Man, I would ask them. I got their permission. And then I could go into salesman mode. I said, oh, I'm putting my hat on, my salesman hat on. And they would laugh. And, and then I would get to do this beautiful walk around based on them. And because I asked their permission to do this product presentation, they already said yes to it. Now they're going to sit down even easier without any uh, any re- fighting, any fight back to, to have them sit down. They will f- do everything I say because they gave me permission to do my walk around. Try it out. I promise you this, it's going to feel awkward because that's your comfort zone wanting you to go back to the safe zone. The comfort zone wants it wants you to stay in the warm and fuzzy in your blanket with the with the TV on and your coffee right there and it's oh it's so warm in here. I, why would I want to go outside in the cold? But outside in the cold is where money is. Outside in the cold is where growth happens. So you got to get out of that comfort zone and start saying things that you never said before. If you're being courteous, professional, you're not cussing, you're not saying something nasty in front of the customer, then you're allowed to say it. So try some new things. Try some of the tips and tricks I just did and, and see how, it, how the customers react. Yes, you're going to fumble around. Everyone fumbles around. Remember when you were a baby? You used to fall all the time. You have to practice to get to be able to walk. Same thing here. You got to practice. You're going to fall down. You're going to fumble words. You're going to say something stupid. But until you start actually doing things outside of your comfort zone, then you're not going to ever get outside of it and you're never going to get to that next level. That's why the one-on-one training session is such a good thing because it's taking you've probably never done a one-on-one training session before. So yes, it's out of the comfort zone. You got to try new things. You have to get out there and get dirty and try stuff. And the perfect walk around is a good place to start. Try new things and say new things and be passionate about your product. Remember Product knowledge. Knowledge gives you confidence. Confidence gives you the ability to be convincing. Okay? I'm going to say it one more time. Knowledge gives you confidence, whether it's product knowledge, walk-around knowledge, car sales knowledge. Knowledge gives you confidence. Confidence allows you to be convincing. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'm happy you made it this far. Message me on Instagram or Facebook. Just say hi. Just put H-I, hi, if you've made it this far in the episode. Thank you, guys. We hit 30 minutes on this episode. I love all you guys. I love all my listeners. Thank you for the kind feedback. I'll see you on Facebook and Instagram. Kyle Galaz, signing out.